Welcome to our Acre Pro Buy Sell, our Tuesday evening feature on goldenblack.com. I'm joined by Tom Deanhart, who is the uh, swami for all this uh, stuff of what he's buying and selling, and we'll share our opinions on that. Want to thank Acre Pro when it comes to land sales. It pays to have experts like like Tom Deanhart in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest West Farm Group, Group are your local farmland specials with dec specialists, I should say, with decades of experience in Indian agriculture. No one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farm farmland, your local Acre Pro agent will walk the land with you and ensure that deal is done right. So make sure you call. You look up acrepro.com or call Kyle Spray at 765-775-6502. That number is 765-775-6502. All right, Mr. Dean Art, you had a, a very uh, quiet weekend uh, <laughs> with almost six hours of a delay or whatever that number was uh, at Virginia Tech, travel and all that, and yet you saw the Boilermakers pull off a uh, something that hasn't done all that often. That's, of course, win winning against a Power 5 team on the road only the second time here in, uh, in the last decade plus. Um, we'll start with the buy-sell, though. And, and, of course, Syracuse sellout crowd at Ross-Age Stadium, 61,552. I'll start out, I think, is, is the new uh, new capacity. We'll start out with some, because a lot of times when they have sellouts, they'll – They'll they'll be able to announce crowds bigger than sixty than, than that that capacity number. Do you think they get over sixty three thousand? Is their announced number for Saturday night? I know you've done a lot of studying on this on this on this yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, Brian. Let's go and let's go ahead and say they will. I think there's a lot of excitement now. Yeah, that win last Saturday, you know, sort of uh, expunged some of the disappointment. I'm sure the fan base had after that thirty nine to thirty five loss to Fresno State to open the season. So, yeah, I think a night game, uh, another Power 5 opponent coming off a, a nice win. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see capacity to exceed, you know, 63,000 here on Saturday night. So, yeah, I think uh, I think I would buy that, Alan. Yeah, I think I think you may be right. I, I, I think you're, you're going to be closer. There are some still some tickets on StubHub. You can see those, but – but uh, it is supposed to be a good weather night, and uh, that's a good thing for a, a full day of tailgating and getting ready and a lot of anticipation. If you don't uh, beat Virginia Tech, that might be, might be telling a very, very What is the forecast, Alan? I, I think know. it's 70, uh, high 70s uh, during the day and partly sunny, at least as of now, as of Tuesday, uh, the weather looks good for, for that one. All right, last year in the Dome, and you were at that game, uh, a penalty-filled game for the Boilermakers and a, and a real crushing loss, losing it basically on the last play of the game or nearly the last, second to last play or whatever that was. Uh, Garrett Schrader didn't do a lot for the entire game until the last drive, and, and, had the, had, and of course, Garrett Schrader, Syracuse's quarterback, he faced Aiden O'Connell, who threw a pick six in that game in the fourth quarter. Purdue still mm -hmm. almost came back to win. They were Boilermakers were down ten. All right, strict passing yards. Are you buying that Garrett Schrader will throw for more yards than Hudson Card this weekend? You know what? I'm I'm, I'm going to buy that and say yes. Um, not by much, but I think Schrader will throw for more. He's got a nice receiving core. I think Allen he's going to need to throw the football. Yeah. Well, I'm not so sure that you know Purdue's going to have to 
necessarily throw all the time to, to move the ball. We saw that last week, right? Um, nice, nice group of running backs. Mockaby, I wouldn't be surprised if Mockaby goes over 100 yards here. Tyrone Tracy. So, yeah, I, I bet you Schrader throws for more than, than Hudson Carr, but it's not really going to matter. You know, typically the team that runs for the most yards wins games. And it was kind of funny. Ryan Walters had an interesting quote after the game. Says they uh, throw the football to score. They run the football to win. Yeah. And uh, I suspect Purdue's going to win. And they're going to lean on that ground game again, just like they did last week. So they won't have to rely on Hudson Carr dropping back and slinging it time after time, I think, to get the W on Saturday. Yeah, Garrett Schrader last year, 13 for 29, 181 yards, three touchdowns. Of course, that last uh, one in the last minute was the killer. And, and of course, Aiden O'Connell threw for over 400 yards, three scores. Uh, but that one pick six was proved to. And Syracuse may not have one of its best players, uh, a guy named Morande Gadsden, who's like a tight end <laughs> slot receiver who really broke out against Purdue last year. So if he's not available, that uh, that's going to obviously hurt Syracuse. So that's something for fans to keep an eye out for this week, too. And, of course, Gadsden caught that 25-yard touchdown pass with 38 uh, – uh, excuse me, with seven seconds to go, a 38-second drive. Uh, and if he, he he had a big game, like he said, last year, mm-hmm. like Boilermakers – uh, led, led him in receiving with eight or six catches, 112 yards and 43 uh, and a couple touchdowns. Really, really big. Now, Purdue did a great job on Syracuse's run game last year. Sean Tucker came in pretty well heralded and they held him to just 42 yards rushing. Uh, and of course, Sean Tucker did no longer there, right? So they're going to have a team that. Uh, you think Purdue uh, continues uh, some staunch run defense uh, as it did last week at all all time? And I wasn't aware. I knew it was the best since 1987 against Louisville, but I didn't didn't glean or didn't look at it close enough to know that was the best ever. And you talked yeah. about the best ever rush defense total, 11 yards on the road uh, in in school annals. So that uh, is and it's impressive. But are you buying or selling? They're going to hold. Uh, Syracuse under 80 yards rush, or I'll, I'll make it 100. Let's make it a, even 100. Oh, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll buy that all day. Um, that's that that's the mo of this defense. Um, they want to clog you up, not let you run, and make you throw the ball to beat them. Uh, yeah, Purdue gives up its 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 yards through the air, but again, then they want to try to make you beat them through the air. They're not going to let you run the ball on them. And we've seen that for for basically two games now, and I know Fresno State took advantage of that to a degree. They had a pretty good quarterback, uh, uh, obviously, that played a big part in that. But Purdue Allen's awfully big up front. Uh, they put that nose guard, Cole Brevard, up on the center. And a lot of times they'll line up, you know, their their ends or their tackles, Isaiah Nichols and Malik Langham right up on the guards, that bare front. And they got the two outside linebackers. And and uh, they'll, they'll attack and get upfield and make it very hard for you to run the football trying to get negative plays and get you in third and long and then pin, pin their ears back and come get you. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure Syracuse is going to be physical enough to really get much of a sustained ground game going against Purdue. So yeah, I'm buying the notion that they're going to be under 100 yards rushing against this Boilermaker defense. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I, and I probably should rephrase that to 80 to make you think a little bit more, but I'll stick with my hundred and, and uh, I think you're, 
I think you're right on that, uh, especially as good as that defense has been. Uh, All right. Uh, We always take the over-under. We don't necessarily predict the score, but 56 points. Do you see that? Are you buying the under? I'll say, say, do you buy the under in that game, this game with under 56 points? What do you think? I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to sell. I, I think Purdue's going to score some points here. I know all about the fact that Syracuse has only given up seven points in two games. Yeah. That was against Colgate and Western Michigan. Um, you know, Purdue, Purdue's going to have benefited from playing two pretty tough games right out of the gate. And uh, they, they know what it's like to get punched in the nose. They know what it's like to deal with adversity. And Syracuse has had none of that yet. They played two walkover games at home. Uh, now they got to go on the rope. They got to play outside against a power power five opponent, and uh, I, I I think they're going to have some success here. And I I think the total combined points will will exceed that. And I, I suspect the Boilers are going to reach at least the thirty point mark. Yeah, and uh, that uh, I I do think that number is a little bit low. Again, if they. Uh... Of course, we're always taking weather into account after last week's game, but uh, whether it's, uh, again, it's going to be in the 70s, at least at start time, it looks like, or close to it, and uh, no rain in the forecast, maybe not bright sunshine, it'll be the gloaming by the time the game starts, so the sun will be going down in ross Eight Stadium. Uh, but uh, that uh, I, I'm with you on that. I think it. Uh, I think it, it's going to be a Purdue's going to put some points on, and I think both teams will, will score their sh- fair share of points to get over that number. All right, with that win over Virginia Tech and the Boilermakers, now the way, like I said, the world kind of changes for Purdue because uh, you get that first win under Ryan Walters, and all of a sudden things open up a little bit. Uh, uh, I'm gonna this could jump heavy have you go really big here. This is <laughs> buying or selling that Purdue will win the last three games of September, the next three games of September. Are you gonna buy that? Yeah, that gonna, include beating I'm gonna, Wisconsin. Gonna yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and buy it. I um uh, I talked about this a little bit. It's something I wrote earlier today about you know now 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 that doesn't look like such a crazy notion. You yeah, know, given uh uh, and again, Syracuse, no no disrespect there, but I think they're, um, they're a team that Purdue could beat at home there. And then Wisconsin, who knows? Now, you know, they lost that game at Washington State. How good are the Badgers? Uh, maybe there's some some doubt creeping into Madison with the new coaching staff, Luke Fickle. Then there's Illinois to finish the month, and the Illini really looked poor, needing a last-second field goal to be Toledo, and did not look good at all against Kansas last Friday. So, you know, there's you, you got to like Purdue's chances here. I'm going to go ahead and buy the fact that I think that Purdue will go four and one in September. I always thought three and two, they needed it. They need to get to three and two. If that still happens, that's great. I think they're still on a good pace to win a bowl or get to a bowl game. But four and one, Allen, you know, Big Ten West, I mean, why, why, not, why not start dreaming big? I mean, the, 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 Iowa's still out there. How good's Iowa? So yeah. my point is the Big Ten West looks like it's as wide open as ever. And if Purdue finishes September four and one, they're obviously going to be considered, I think, a prime contender to, to defend their division title. Yeah, we, as I said, as, as folks in in the media can always look ahead at little to no cost. Yeah, if they're four and one, go to Iowa City on yeah. October seventh. That's a that's a that's a fun game to ponder because uh, obviously the Hawkeyes 
got the big win against Iowa State, but uh, again, not an offensive juggernaut still. They're better than they were, I think, last year, certainly with Cade McNamara at quarterback, but uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, I'm going to give it another week, though. I'm not going to – I've already I've – already, uh, uh, Penalized, not penalized, but made it tough enough on you to say four and one. I'll, I'll we'll wait another week to see if you're going to buying or selling whether Purdue's going to make it to a bowl. Um, uh, we'll, I'll give you another week to ponder that. All right, Devin Mockaby had a had a uh, a a big game, especially in the at crunch time. Purdue was able to run the football down the field for the most part. Of course, Hudson's card uh, sealed the deal with the last touchdown. But is this is this are you buying or selling that Maccabee's first 100 yard game happens uh, in this contest? Yeah, I am. Uh, he almost had it last week. I think he had 95 yards on 21 carries. Uh, and uh, I think I think he is going to finally eclipse that 100 yard mark this this week. Uh, well, what a special back, Alan, I tell you. Um, I was rewatching the game and the thought that came, thought that came to my mind that I've heard, I'm sure you have too and others that, uh, about Maccabee and the style is that he dies hard, man. Yeah. Every, every play, every run. I mean, it's, it's like his last run of his life. And, uh, that's really impressive. Uh, just that, that motor that he plays with and, and the, and the vim and vigor with which he runs the football. Uh, I think, uh, I think this is an opponent maybe he can take advantage of, and and he I think he will crest the 100 yard rushing mark uh, Saturday night over there in Rossley Stadium. Yeah, uh, he is, certainly was impressive again at crunch time, especially was was really really big. Okay, Dino yeah. Babers comes to West Lafayette as a former Purdue assistant, and I and I and you and I have not prepped for this, but I'm doing off the top of my head former Purdue assistants to have coached in Ross-Ade Stadium since Baber was here. You've got Scott Downing, uh, Brock Spack. No. No, Spack didn't coach the Illinois State team back in when they came here in 2002. I'm trying to think of other former Purdue assistants that have been head coaches in Ross-Ade Stadium. Uh, there haven't been too many. Uh, and yet Dino Baber's got the win last year uh, in that opportunity. Of course, you look at that and say, uh, is he going to be have a chance to do that again? He's got uh, a team at at two and zero, like you said, that hasn't scored, hasn't or hasn't played anybody yet. Uh, but he likes to throw the football, yeah. uh, and and I think that that's a a number a thing that to, you look at and say, produce produce pass defense, uh, and again, or the way that they defend, they're much more suited to stop that run. you got to think Syracuse is going to get some yards through the air. Uh, you said you thought Garrett Schrader might throw up for more than Hudson Card, over 300 yards, over, are you buying or selling that? Yeah, I um, I think, uh, yeah, Schrader, I, I, Schrader's going to throw for more yards than and, uh, card, card, yeah. with 300 yards yeah you're saying because you can make over 300 yeah i i i'm not sure if it's going to be over 300 i mean maybe maybe, maybe 250 280 but yeah. bottom line is, is he's going to throw him for more than uh for more than hudson card i think it's interesting to think about dino babers you know he brought up he brought bowling green here and beat purdue uh yeah that's right five, six, seven eight years ago they uh a wild game he had a really good quarterback 
Josh Harris, I think, played in the NFL for a little bit. So, yeah, Dino was back here within the last 10 years. And, and not that game, game, that's right under the Daryl Hazel era, right? Yeah. yeah. They, and, and of course, uh, he wasn't the head coach at Bowling Green when they beat Purdue in 1972 or and 2003. <laughs> the Falcons and the Boilermakers uh, – uh, I it's not been a good matchup for Purdue. Yeah, I'm with. I think he's going to be close to 300 yards, though. I, I agree. I think you sell that, but it doesn't mean that he won't be close. Uh, meaning uh, Garrett Schrader in the game against the Boilermakers on on a Saturday night. Um, all right, uh, I think that's about all the things I want to cover here. We're trying to preserve. Uh, uh, you work, you, you're doing combat pay with your voice, but uh, doing a pretty good job with, with all the interviews you have to do. Uh, but we appreciate it uh, very much. And we'll look forward to next week heading into a Friday night game against Wisconsin. And uh, that will be an interesting one as well in a short week uh, with respect to that uh, schedule. I want to thank Kyle Spray and the good folks at AcrePro.com, 765-775-6502, or visit AcrePro.com. And uh, we appreciate it. We get a lot of good comments on this on this segment, and uh, it's fun for us to do as we get ready for another week of Purdue football. So It'll be good. You know, remember, we all remember last time Syracuse was here in 2004, um, Labor Day weekend. I think it was a Sunday, right? And Kyle Orton threw for all those yards and the start of a of a of a, a hot season for Purdue. I think they started what four or five and zero, got ranked number five. Five and zero, five and zero, ranked fifth. So they did. I, I remember being. I was at that game, being up in the press box, and they just ran Syracuse right off the field. Uh, Paul Pascaloni was the coach back then, still, and uh, a long time ago, obviously, but almost twenty years. And um, yeah, that was a, that that was a good memory and fun start to that season so this is a big one Alan I, I think Purdue's got to got to win here and um, you don't want to lose at home to Syracuse I, I think the odds makers have Syracuse as maybe a point or two favorite it still surprises me that's just it's jumped because it did start it as Purdue as a slight favorite but is it it's moving I believe Purdue's not a favorite yeah I mean uh, well, it's, that's strange but <laughs> I'm gonna say this too Virginia Tech's not that good yeah I think that's so, true I don't want Sometimes I, I can get caught up in the excitement of a win, too. It still was a nice win, Alan, on the road. Oh, yeah. and, the, and the coach talked about they had, they had 100 reasons why they could have lost that game. You know, coming off a tough loss, going away from home, dealing with the long delay, and they buckled down and found a way to win. And I, I think that, that shows you a lot. So, yeah, they weren't a great team, but still you found a way. And there's nothing like winning, Alan. And they got – you feel good about yourself, right? And uh, they should be juiced and jacked up on Saturday night over there, I think. Yeah, we'll find out a little bit about Virginia Tech as they face Rutgers this week. Yeah, they on the road. To, go to Rutgers this week. That will be an interesting one as well. Yeah, hey, did, 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 did you see the Fresno State result last week? Yes, that, uh, that game against Eastern Washington, right? Double overtime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that again, I think as we always say about the great, wonderful world of college football, it is a week to week proposition. Yeah. I don't care. You put NIL and you put all the things that happen. Yeah. You think these guys are professionals and whatever you want to say. Uh, they're still young guys that are susceptible to yeah. huge changes. And do you think Fresno State was overlooking Eastern Washington? Absolutely. And uh, you know one thing, uh, I, I don't think any, uh, not that Purdue has a, a boatload of guys 
on that uh, uh, on that roster that uh, remember last year because they don't have that many guys, but they do have guys that remember yeah. what a crushing loss that was. And you're right, the Orange are a two and a half point favorite in Ross mm. Stadium, uh, and that I think is uh, is, is crazy. For be the, well, Peru was um, underdog last week, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they're three point slight favorites. Presidents, yeah. yeah. Just week to week. I mean, these these things change from week to week so much. To judge one week against the next, um, is, is you drive yourself crazy. So, um, plus Eastern Washington is typically a pretty good program. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, um, Fresno maybe overlooked them a little bit, but Fresno found a way to win. Yes, you're always going to have some blowouts and some rough spots where you're not playing your best football, but you still got to find a way to win. And uh, we saw some of that from Purdue, I think, last week, but. For the most part, they 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 played pretty well in most phases of the game the last week. All right, I, I must say we we we're, we always like to have things straggle on with our our uh, our podcast. We always get some of our best stuff ends up being at the being at the end. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. This is kind of okay. Purdue's last last shutout mm. in a, against a Power Five team was against Syracuse. Actually, it was against actually against UConn in 2021. But they were not a power, power five team. Five. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, yeah. No, I you're right. And I always power five was that Syracuse game. Yeah, nineteen nine. And I'm gonna ask you because I looked this up for number crunching, which which is posted here uh recently. But would you guess how many games has that been? I I do you think it's been more than 160 games or less? This is a complete oh, shock. Are you saying it's been well it's about it's, it's been less than 160? Uh, what's Almost that? 20 years, 20 yeah. years, three non-conference games a year, yeah. 60 games, probably 55 to 58 games. Well, now this is this is non-conference and obviously Big Ten too. Any power five. Oh, any power five. Oh, that's yeah. right. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I mean, well, 20 times whatever, roughly 12 games a year. Um you're yeah, saying just, over eight, you're saying it's over 170? Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what the math would come out to, right? Yeah, you are right. You're a smart guy, and I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> that good West Side education yeah, I mean, got done 108. Twenty times 12, 20 years. Well, twenty years, two hundred forty. But so gotta, I mean, roughly, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe two hundred twenty games since they've had a yeah. shutout that of a Power Five opponent. But you got to remember, a lot of you know they play two or three non-conference games a year against non. Yeah, you subtract those out, so maybe I don't know. Like I said, two hundred or so. One hundred and eighty-nine is that number. Eighty-nine. Okay. Hundred, if I counted right, and that's an if, but uh, 189 games since they against Power Five, ah, they shut out the. I was 51 nothing too. 51 nothing. Taylor Stubblefield had a long. I mean, Brian Hare, remember that touchdown? Yeah, Brian Hare, JJC kid. Yeah. Purdue's only game, I believe, in its history on a Sunday, or at least its most recent one. Uh, that game uh, in Ross Aid Stadium, the only game in Ross Aid Stadium, I should say, that was on a Sunday. And Purdue uh, wins that one, fifty-one to nothing. So, all right. Well, we I I, I said we were putting this to to bed. We we have. And Tom, thanks again. And remember yeah. to, to visit AcrePro.com. Call Kyle Spray at seven six five seven seven five six five zero two. And uh, thank you all for watching and listening. And don't forget, if you like our stuff on YouTube, GoldenBlack.com, you can always subscribe. Uh, we got deals out there for for subscriptions, specials going on. Uh, 
but make sure you think about uh, subscribing to goldenblack.com. We appreciate uh, your consideration for that. Uh, I know that Tom and Brian and Mike Carmen and all of us would, would appreciate that as well. So have a great rest of your day. Enjoy uh, the rest of the week, and uh, we'll talk more next week uh, on our Acre Pro Buy Sell.